Hello, and welcome to High Trek. I'm Riley. I'm Bail Norn. And this is our end of season one wrap up. Yes, it is. We're going to talk about our top three and our bottom three. Top three, at least three. I don't like, like, here's the thing is I don't have like a numer. I didn't numerically rank all of the episodes. So it's more of a general. These are three episodes I liked for certain points. And these are three episodes that I didn't care for for certain points. That's also high wrote mine oh, okay it's like i'm just like it's what? not like my this is my favorite my second favorite is my third favorite no it's just <sighs> three three of the episodes i liked and three of the episodes i liked the least okay yeah that's that is how i have mine set up as well well i'm glad that we uh worked that out yeah so like just in general like i mean i have enjoyed the first season i've heard it only gets better so that's exciting but i think it's still it's still a pretty decent thing of of television I agree. I think that I learned a lot more about what I liked and didn't like about the first season and appreciate it more going through this process rather than how I normally watch the show. Oh, oh, so I, I've never actually seen this season of television before. This is the first time watching it. So I'm like, before of what? Sorry. Oh, also, hi, this is High Trek. I'm stoned. This is a, this is a beautiful half-baked episode. I am partaking. I am not. Yeah, so we're half-baked. <laughs> this is our half-baked episode, that is correct. I was going to make the listeners guess, but then I was too stoned and forgot the premise. <laughs> oh, oh no. So that kind of cleared them in. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, am, I am stoned. Yeah, I've never watched this before, so um, this, is, this is my first time. I mean, like, I've, I've, I live in this world. I know who Picard is. I know who Worf is. I know who all the characters are. You know, like Star Trek is a, an important part of cult, pop culture, and there's absolutely no way for me to be completely blind about it. It's just that is one of my, you know, my my blind spots is Star Trek. So, yeah, actually watching a season of The Next Generation was good. Well, I'm glad you had a good experience too. Yeah. And I, on the other hand, of watch the show so many times like i watched it when it first aired i watched it on the reruns i watched it when it came on streaming and what i learned through this season was that there are no throwaway episodes when like i would always think this is a throwaway episode like lonely among us mm -hmm. as an example and it's not a throwaway episode because if you really pay attention, there's a lot that you can get in there. There's just, it just doesn't necessarily connect to the rest of the series. All right, so it's more of a standalone. Yeah. So one of the one of the problems that I've actually had with with viewing this season is I am used to modern TV, and modern TV um, get kind of gets down into nitty gritty of plot points, and it's much more developed, and it's it's the idea that you would watch them sequentially, where sequential not not is it sequential? I think so. Uh, episodically and and linear <sighs> definitions are hard <laughs> yeah i mean episodic is it's, an it's episode, episode by episode versus a sequential where every episode builds off the next one yeah yeah okay so i've i've actually had a really hard time with this season because i the way that i'm used to characters progressing over time is not evident in the way tv used to be that is true, because before you had to kind of use your own headcanon, you had to make your own connections and make your own leaps of judgment between what happens in this episode to what happens in the next episode for character development. 
You know what? That makes a lot of sense of why Star Trek has like such a big kind of like fandom is because of all of those gaps. You can easily insert yourself and your ideas and all of them are technically correct because it's not in the text. Yeah, and at least to some interesting conversations. Perhaps a podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Perhaps many. Perhaps. But this one's pretty cool. So, shall we compare our top and our least favorite? Do you want to... What, what were we going to do? We're going to read, read them all off and then talk about our least favorite? Yeah. Go first. I'm scared. Okay. So... My top three are, oh, we forgot to mention that the episode numbers are going to be slightly different because it switched from Netflix to Paramount. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing is, that, yeah. So so on Netflix, they did season, so on season one of The Next Generation, Star Trek, it, episode one was a two-part episode. So it was aired one and then the next one but they had them together and they have it labeled episode one and then episode two was technically episode three on peacock or whatever Just we're paramount doing paramount plus. paramount plus yeah i'm old now i can't have so many channels <laughs> sorry but on paramount plus they paramount plus they split them up so the episode one is part one episode two is part two yeah and so so then it's so it's one two and then the next one is three so all of our numbers are off but we're going to be reading the title names so that way you can check it back to our actual podcast yes so i'll start with my list here in no specific order my top three are number six where no one has gone before mm -hmm. number 24 we'll always have paris okay and episode 26 the neutral zone all right are you ready for my top three season one of Star Trek? I'm excited. In numerical order of the numbers, because that's how I read things. Six, where no one has gone before. <laughs> Nine, the battle. Thirteen, data lore. Those are really good choices. Thank you. I like them. I do, too. Uh, my, my least favorite, number 17, when the bow breaks. Number 20, Heart of Glory, and number 22, Symbiosis. Wow, okay. We actually have completely different ones there. Yeah. On this uh, bottom episode one yeah. list. So mine, in no specific order, is episode 23, Skin of Evil. Mm -hmm. Episode 4, Code of Honor. Okay. Episode 21, Arsenal of Freedom. Yeah. I don't even remember those. Well, I wrote notes, so we can... Also, we're doing a podcast that's not live. Yeah. We can pause the recording. You can look at your notes before we discuss Oh, the absolutely. Episode. Okay. No, we're good with that. No, right. I'm just saying, I like, those didn't even resonate. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Skin of Evil was the, I figured you would recognize that one. That's the jelly face. Oh, poor jelly. Yeah. Poor Tashi. Yeah. She had an excess jelly incident passed away so what's what's your your first one that's written down on least favorite skin of evil skin of evil a rescue mission turns to tragedy when one of the enterprise officers is killed by an evil alien all right why is this your least favorite this was a good episode because i thought the death of tasha was ridiculously dumb it, it was absolutely i agree with that but i feel like uh, tv back then was ridiculous and look 
So here's the thing is when did when did this come out? 1988? 1988. 1988. Fuck. That was the year I was born. Oh yeah, I was five. Oh. <laughs> like Shit. it's it I all, all What was TV like back then? What what was what else was on TV? I don't really remember. When you were five. I you was five. You just remember Star Trek? Yeah, but that's because I watched it all the time. It was like the Cosby Show. Was that on TV? I think so. What else? Uh, the, the Facts of Life, maybe? Fa- I don't... With, like, Trudy and... I don't know, man. It has to be real popular for me to know what it is. It was popular at the time. It didn't uh, It didn't last past okay. the 80s. It has to have cultural staying power for me to understand what it is. Yeah. The only thing from the 80s, and that was a TV for me. Uh, well, the the, the so. full, full House... That was 90s. Was that? Oh, shit. It might have been 90s, early 80s. I think it's 90s. Yeah, because uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are, like, I think a year older than me. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense that that was more. Because they were, like, babies when they first started filming that. So I want to be clear that all my bottom episodes, I like all of them. Oh, okay. I don't I, dislike any episode of Star Trek. You should have made that perfectly clear. I'm making that perfectly Thank clear you. now. I picked my bottom for... <laughs> Put nitpick reasons of why I could say there's something negative about the episode. Oh, because like the ones that I picked, I didn't like the episodes. Yeah. Or I had a lot of unlike for the episodes. Right. Yeah. And I don't necessarily have that. That's why it was okay. a little more difficult for me to pick my. Uh, well, that least makes more. That makes more sense. That's why I right. found them the bottom rather than the, okay. the worst. Worst. Okay, that makes sense. So Skin of Evil, the reason I didn't like it. Or I liked at least was because they just kind of one off her for. There's yeah. no build up. There, there is no. It was just. It seemed meaningless. It was meaningless. It was a meaningless death, and that was the point in the episode. It was meaningless. They said it was meaningless. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it just it's a disservice to the character. It really like is, and the character like literally just got some time to have fun instead of just being a tragic character. Yeah. And I was really excited for where Tasha Yar's character was going to go from here to, like, grow past the tragic character, but she never got a chance to. Right. It sucks. No, I agree. Not that, I mean, like, emotionally, no no, no good. Correct. <laughs> or agreed. <laughs> there, there is no correct here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Heard and heard. But there are reasons. There are good things about the episode. Oh, another thing that is kind of overdone that I didn't like was this is the most dramatic uh, three people standing around a puddle I've ever seen. Oh, for sure. It is so easy to forget that it is three three adults standing around a puddle being very uh, dramatic because they are so good at acting that I kind of forgot until at this moment where I'm like. Why is the image that's coming to mind three adults standing very dramatically around a puddle? Because that's what the majority of the episode was. Yup. <laughs> and, and I thought the, the ultimate evil angle cause was a little bit overdone. Agreed. But I, it's also kind of interesting because it's like, what if you're beings of energy and you could literally remove the things that you don't like about yourself into a concentrated form and leave it in a planet and just disappear? and advance your civilization i don't know man just the physics on that seem mind-boggling yeah. to me well i mean yeah i mean it's just a thought experiment yeah i know but <laughs> i like to have a good foundational thought experiment and based in reality so that my experiments can have a better chance of success. Well, that's not very imaginative 
I think that's extremely imaginative. I build whole buildings and structures and concepts in my head. It's very imaginative. I think you'd be more imaginative. I can be more whimsical. Yeah. But that's different than imaginative. I guess. Something that I know that you didn't like about this episode, and I don't know if you want to talk about it. What? Was the hologram at the end. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> I've honestly, I have, this, this is stuck in my mind. Like, I occasionally, when I am driving, like, to and from places, I, I, I have, people have shower thoughts, I have driving thoughts. So, like, when I'm driving, it's a very nice time for my brain to just start processing through all of the things that I want to think or you know like didn't have time to think before so one of the things that I, I i click on every once in a while is just like how would i feel if there was a hologram of my dad <laughs> oh ooh. yeah that's intense and i'm like oh i don't i still don't think i don't know i can't imagine a society where i would be okay with that but then i think about it and i'm like well what if I had more more chances to interact with my dad in a more hologramic fashion. So like, you know, if like uh like phone calls would be like tell like holographed in, you know, like so it would feel like two people sitting on a couch. And it's like, well like what if I like had more experiences like if like T V or video recordings or like, you know, like like uh if someone sends me a present, I'll sometimes video record myself opening it and you know, like, cause like that's a good way to have connection over long distance. And it's like, and you know, I like I to see the video clips of my dad. So like, I get that. Like, but what if I was used to more like digital recordings of holograms? And I'm like, I guess if it was like more of a part of my culture, then I would be more accepting of it. Yeah, and it showed in the show that that is more common because there was one time Riker was just relaxing in his room and the entertainment was a 3d oh yeah yeah that was really cool i liked it because it looked like a little bowl yeah so i mean that is their entertainment that is how they interact with yeah so i imagine that would be a lot i wouldn't want it life-size i think that would creep me out just on a personal level i would want it like miniature like the little bowl yeah you will see her in a miniature holographic form in the future. Yeah, see, I think a miniature holographic form I would be more accepting of. But it was just that it was life-size, and it was just like this fucking park where just her holograph stays, and I'm just like, oh, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if that's how normal people feel about graveyards, where, like, because I enjoy graveyards because I enjoy reminiscing about like you know my my loved ones and the thoughts of them and like and just the concept of people remembering us and people being so connected to us that we want to like create these memorials these monuments um to our uh, people to the concept of people and i enjoy thinking about that i enjoy thinking about where i am in space and time and looking at dates and different architecture styles and like how that all significant like points us in specific markers in time and space and uh, i enjoy that but i know a lot of people feel squeaky because they're like oh my god dead bodies i wonder if that's how most people feel about graveyards possibly oh god there's this garden where my dead friend is yeah no i just don't go to that garden i don't go to the garden all the dead people garden yeah no thank you yeah it's a little creepy to say like that (laughs) garden of dead people yeah no i just don't go to there so huh. what was one of your bottom three? When the bow breaks, 17. 
So Wesley and several children from the Enterprise are kidnapped by a sterile civilization, which hopes to use them to rebuild their race. I like these um, synopsis, synopsi, sneepsus. I don't think that's words. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I like the synopsis better on whatever this is. Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus better than the Netflix synopsis. I think whoever they hired to do this did a better job mm-hmm. or stole from a better site. Yeah. So what I did not like about this is that kind of everyone sucked at solving problems, at doing anything. Nobody worked together. Nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. And it just was an, an unpleasant episode that just ended weirdly. <laughs> I almost made this one of my top three. Yeah. You just did that to spite me, though. No, there's lots of things I like about it. <laughs> a little bit of spite. <laughs> but it, there's a lot of world building and, and interesting ideas there that I like to to think about in terms of future civilizations and education and stuff like that. So one of the interesting things about this podcast and our different perspectives is... Um, so there's these, this concept uh, in reading called a doorway to reading, and it is um, the different ways that we interact with media and different people can look at it through a different perspective. That doesn't mean you look through media in that perspective all the time. It's just, that's your favorite. That's the one that feels the most natural. Um, so I am a character-driven reader, which means I like looking at things from the perspective of the characters in the story. I enjoy stories that are, you know, one main character, a lot of internal monologue, a lot of backstory, a lot of like, it's, it's the character is going through event. Right. The other ways of reading is, um, setting driven. So like space is happening to characters. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, uh, the characters can be very broad brushed and like, you know, like, uh, aliens, you know, like you don't know shit about these people right but space is happening to them and that's all you need Uh, there's plot driven so like the action so like you know you have a lot of action movies you know like it is it is point 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 and those points are what you like in the story right um and then there's literature i think is so it's just like i like this because it is well produced on and a concept so like i like well written like things that are written compellingly i like i like well crafted stories it doesn't matter what the story is about i like it when it's well crafted yeah that all makes sense Mm -hmm. um and i am a character and i think you're setting in plot seems that way yeah it leads to interesting conversations yeah because uh the things i generally don't like it when they don't work together when the characters aren't doing good together um, but a lot of those are better plot-driven episodes because you don't have to care about the teamwork. It's about what's happening. Right. All right, your second. So my second and my bottom three is episode four, Code of Honor. Code of Honor. Kidnapped by aliens known as Ligonians, Lieutenant Tasha Yar battles for her freedom in the welfare of a diseased Federation planet. Do you remember this one? No. This is the one... Okay, so I'll just say the reason why I picked it. Okay. And I'll probably click. Okay. It's because it could be seen, although I did not understand this as a child, as kind of racist because the antagonist is a species that is just all black humans. Okay. 
It's the one where Tashiar is kidnapped. Do they fight with the weird, with the jumpy thing? Yeah. The bat. Oh, that could be seen way more as like sexist, I feel, than racist. But no, it's it's kind of shitty in a lot of different ways. It's problematic. I think problematic is the best way to put it. Yeah, I can see it being problematic. So it, being pretty fucking problematic, yeah. And so it had to be one of my bottom just for that re- reason. I think I, I just was that. like, yeah, now the shit, and I was just like, I. <sighs> I mean, I like, as I said, like no, no, all the I, episodes. So it, no positives, I think. But. Absolutely understand. Uh, I feel like this one could have gone back to the drawing board. Yeah. I read somewhere that there were some of the actors didn't like the fact of how it was portrayed because of the all of them just being black. Yeah. People of color. People of color, yeah. So, yeah, that was my biggest gripe. No. Yeah. Understandable. I have number 20, Heart of Glory. Lieutenant Worf is torn between his loyalty to the Enterprise and his fierce Klingon heritage. When two Klingon fugitives take over the ship, this is not a story. No. This is no like because like here's the thing is like they're like, will Lieutenant Worf have to choose between being a Klingon and between being an Enterprise? No, that's not what the fucking story was about. This story was about two idiot teenagers who worshipped dead heroes from a dead war wanting to go die out in a blaze of glory it's pretty much like a story of like the columbine teenagers running out in space for fuck's sakes that's not between your klingon heritage that's like oh these guys are idiots i have to stop them that's not even a choice i think that you are 75 percent correct with that assessment because I agree that there's not a story. The story that they say is there between having the trees between your characters or not. They try to play it up, but not really. It's more like they just put it in the synopsis. And it's not really in the episode. Because Worf never really... There's no moment where I think he's going to join them and take over the ship. Absolutely not. Because no. they're idiots. Yeah. Because they're freaking idiots. I think what they're getting at is the idea of the Klingon past and their um heritage and because he gave an impassioned speech about why i understand them i understand why they want to do this and it's no longer the time in our history where we can do this but they should still you know be able to go into the planet and fight and survive and struggle and yeah if they want to go like find an uninhabited planet somewhere where they have to i don't know wrestle with boars let them yeah and that's what Worf was like or, or the impassioned speech to the other Klingon yeah. captain was about. Yeah. So I, I like they that they fucking part, war though. criminals? I mean, they turned out to be because they <laughs> killed a Klingon warship. Yeah, weren't they fucking war criminals? They were basically criminals to the Empire because they were going against the current political yeah. structure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why the guy said, no, we can't do that war. <laughs> but I understand. And you're Look, right. I get why you want to fight. We're Klingons. We want to fight all the time. We want to fight... When it's happy, we want to fight. When it's sad, we don't do peace very well. We really, really like fighting. I get it, dude. I'm exactly like that. But, like, we can't fight our own shit. Yeah. <laughs> Go fight other things. As a young kid, like, I liked the idea of the Klingon stuff. But as I got older, it seems a little hokey. Yeah. But I got into it when I was younger and, like, in high school and stuff like that. It was a, it was a very angry time when you were in high school. Yeah. We all wanted to fight. <laughs> 
I can understand why this is on your bottom. It, I considered it myself. It wasn't the story that they wanted to tell. I feel like there could have been a way better lesson in that of just like, it's not good to glorify war. The end. <laughs> yeah. I thought the story was more, not necessarily about glorifying war the end, but more like coming to terms with your past and moving to a, a, an era in which the past is no longer acceptable. Yeah, that too. But like, I feel like it was so mixed in what it was trying to say that it didn't say anything. Right. And I understand that. Although I, I did like that Worf got to do an impassioned speech because he doesn't normally get to do that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that was true. So you got to, Michael Dorn got to shine a little bit. Yeah. You're, you're next. So my last bottom of the bottom three is episode 21, The Arsenal of Freedom. Okay. Picard and the away team fight for their lives on a planet run by a computerized weapon system. Oh! Um, I think I almost uh, picked this for a top. Oh, yeah? Hold on. Let me check my notes. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Do you remember this episode, though? Yes. It, I really liked Riker in it, and I think I... So when I was flipping... When, when we were... Getting uh, getting ready to do these lists, you know, I was looking over my notes, and I really liked how Riker was portrayed in this episode, so I was like, okay, I felt positively towards this one, so I was thinking about putting on the Grace list, and then I realized that it was a pretty adult episode, and so I was just like, oh, maybe not. Yeah, fair. Uh, I, like I said, like all episodes, but this one partially didn't like it because it was probably a good episode, so it got rerun a lot. Mm-hmm. So I've just seen it way too many times. Oh, uh, and it is it is kind of a dull episode. Yeah. And so if you've seen kind of a dull episode too many times, yeah, I get how it would be old. And then the I, I kind of like the the interesting concept of a world destroyed by its own technology. Yeah. A L- little overdone, it's, but... Well, I mean, it's a little even overdone in this season. Yeah. And th- how this is like the, the fourth story of it. The resolution, oh, I don't know how many it was. Like, the resolution was kind of, like, quirky and neat, but also really dumb. The resolution was, we will buy the system, so it turned off. <laughs> to think that the civilization was destroyed because they wouldn't buy their own product <laughs> is a little ridiculous. Yeah. But I also think it was kind of a cute way to end the episode. Like, that was a puzzle to be solved, and it was not that hard. Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, again, it's kind of a boring episode. It is. But you learn, I do like that you learn a lot about uh, Dr. Crusher, because mm-hmm. they talk about her upbringing with her grandma on... Uh... Man, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Dr. Crusher now that I went through my notes. Yeah, people have opinions about her. I mean, understandably, people have opinions about all of the characters. Yeah. They're all pretty good characters, and as generally characters will have flaws, or else they're perfect and weird and you can't connect with them mm-hmm. so there isn't really too much to say about this episode other than what we already said yeah my my next one yep 22 symbiosis the enterprise is caught in the middle when two alien races wage a bitter battle over cargo which one of them needs for survival all right so this is on my my fucking list because of the weird out of fucking place drug addiction metaphor that felt propaganda-y and paid for by the government 
and just did not it didn't even like cover what was happening in the story it didn't even really cover the concept of drug addiction and it was just out of place i don't think it was out of place as you're making it i think i know the specific instance you're talking about when wesley is like how does this how does someone get addicted to drugs? Yeah, and, and Tasha Yar is like, because they go through horrible things, Wesley. They go through horrible things. And I'm like, y'all, all those people got addicted to drugs because they were given drugs and told that they weren't addictive. Yeah. So that her telling it was out of context with the story. However, I thought it was done in a compassionate way in the explanation, not... Drugs are bad, bad people are you doing drugs. You are caught on your nostalgia for that being a good message for the time. Possibly. Yeah. But they didn't stigmatize it? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but it was definitely out of place. I mean, I mean even even there is a stigmatization because, like, I mean, here's the thing is that, like, at that time uh, was the beginning of people being given codeine and told that it was not addictive. Yeah. Which caused that literal problem that happened in that episode. And so I am looking at it from a place of knowing that, oh, we, we as a society <laughs> did that. We gave people medication that was highly addictive and well, they we've didn't been need. doing that since opium. Yeah. No, yeah. Like. But, no, no, no. I'm like the med, like, like, but yeah, but like, like recently in med, like with, with the opioid crisis that's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been happening since like the 1900s yeah oh you're right i'm talking about uh, like, it's like literally cycle. opium yeah yeah no 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 that was a yeah. medical drug yeah that was used for pain but we didn't know about addictive back then oh yeah we did yeah but i like, mean the british didn't... used it to destroy china yeah yeah i'm agreeing with you i'm just giving you older examples no i know i know <laughs> it's just like i'm like oh fuck sorry i think it's it's uh happened <laughs> where i'm like the the whole knowledge of the the opioid crisis as it has been throughout history just hit me all at once and i was just like wow that's shitty yeah because <laughs> i'm because i'm stoned and so that will happen <laughs> some things i liked about the episode the prime directive and how picard dealt with the situation with the rules that he was able that he had to abide by yeah because he couldn't well beverly crusher was very impassioned about wanting to help them and picard was not unsympathetic, but he had to follow the Prime Directive, and he yeah. found a way, well, in the short term, it's going to be very painful for that society. Mm -hmm. In the long term, it will probably work out for them. It's like, uh, literally, it is extremely difficult to understand where help and not to help, and where to draw that line of what is an emergency and what is not an emergency. Mm -hmm. What is something that can harm others and what is not something that can harm others. And it is something that you can equivocate over, over, and over, and over again. Which is why it makes for good television. Yeah. I just don't think it was done very well. And that's a fair critique. I mean, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes, obviously. It wasn't also the worst. I did find out something interesting about it that I never <laughs> noticed. <laughs> one of the aliens that were addicted is actually the actor that played the son of Captain Kirk in the movies. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't notice that until I hmm. was pointed out to me recently. So now we're getting into the top three. Fuck yeah, we are. Number six, where no one has gone before. Teenager Wesley Crusher and a dying alien are the crew's only hope for escape from a bizarre galaxy where thoughts become real. This is also my one of my top. So 
there we go. Yeah, we, I we match. I really enjoyed this episode. I really like the character of the traveler. I liked kind of the lore of space. I like this idea of like, yeah, there will be these weird tense like clashes of of aliens that are like really high conflict, but there also will be good, interesting interactions with aliens beyond our concepts of and that's what's wonderful about space yeah i think every single character gets a chance to prove themselves in a place of inner conflict in this episode it shows the differences between the characters and the reactions and it's a really good way of getting to know them in a good way i don't have You're a high. lot of agitated agitatives <laughs> adjectives agitated adjectives <laughs> i can't agitate those adjectives don't worry um i'm a little bit better at it because i'm not high oh my god thank you you're welcome yeah i like this episode me too reasons i liked it it was just fun there's a lot of going on and it was interesting uh i really liked wesley as a kid and this is the start of his story arc it was it's a big moment for him not i mean he was proven to not be full of jam yeah and while I He's I've, also the chosen one. Yeah, he's the chosen one. And I liked it as a kid, as an adult, I understand why people don't like Wesley because like as much because it's kind of a used inappropriately, like it as a, a If a, if he was point. written if Wesley was written like he was in this episode, every single time, people wouldn't like people wouldn't be annoyed at him. That's probably true, yeah. But he is used lazily in the storytelling yeah i also like that um you already mentioned it a little bit everyone got to kind of shine a little bit mm -hmm. like i like that picard got to show like his m mental fortitude like i didn't really really think about it until we were watching it but there's a point where he's talking to his uh mama yes his his dead grandmother his dead and he grandma. just fucking rolls with those punches he like did. just goes for it and it's just like if that's what the reality is giving me this is what reality is giving me that shows an amazing amount of self-confidence and leadership style that i want yeah and it was amazing but not just because of that but he almost was able to get the answer of what this place is mm -hmm. through his own investigation with his illusion mm -hmm. and i thought that was very powerful it's extremely powerful so I, I thought that was a good moment yeah no absolutely agreed not to mention also he had uh he's a good actor and so he like he got the look of like card yes yeah Picard. Uh, uh patrick stewart yes he's a good actor so like it, it kind of felt like oh my god this is my grandma but then he you know he as you said he was he rolled with the punches really well but you could still see like he's like having an emotional moment mm -hmm. in his face and i just like patrick stewart as an actor so yeah i i enjoyed it it was good your next one I've noticed that a lot of my top three are Picard-centric episodes, hmm. although this last one uh, was a Wesley episode, so hmm. I didn't just pick Picard. Actually, I only picked one Picard episode now that I think about it, and I want to get to it. It's number 24, We'll Always Have Paris. We'll always have Paris. I just like saying it. Thank you. It's a good saying. Captain Picard is unexpectedly reunited with first love in the midst of the investigation into lethal time warp experiments do you remember this episode i'm was this the old dude no it started with him fencing and then there was a time skip and they fenced again 
Yes. Then there is a emergency message to try to find a location, and there there was an old dude that you know had a gray beard and stuff like that. But there's the woman that ended up being yeah the old dude who who aged backwards. No. No. That was too uh, too short to live or something like that. Too short a season. Too short a season. Okay, so not this one. Not this one. No. Wait, what the fuck happened? Look at your notes. Oh shit! Thank you. Perfect. Like I'm remembering parts of the episode. Like I'm remembering certain scenes, but I'm not remembering like what the fuck happened. Basically, there was a time dimension experiment that went awry, and at the end, Data had to go down the planet and put some antimatter into a, the device to close the. Oh, rip. okay, yeah, yeah, I remember this one. Okay, so reasons I liked it, it kind of humanized Picard. Uh, there's a big thing. Yeah, in, with his like first love. And... Yeah, and he got to explore that, and it was. You gotta explore some of his character that you don't see in the series very often because he's the captain you know he tries to keep his personal life separate from his working life even though he's friends with his workmates mm-hmm. he's like he needs to keep an image of how lonely it is yeah yeah and so this doesn't get brought up very much and so it was interesting for him to have to deal with an aspect of his life that you don't get to see and also him confronting another aspect of his past that is coming up to the present because there is um, the battle when the Ferengi brought the ship and he had to confront that battle. Oh, the PTSD bomb? Yeah. The one that I said is one of my favorite ones. The ones that's coming up next in the battle. Yeah. Spoilers. So, yeah. So, it was another instance where Picard had to deal with something that was past. So, it was a character building moment. And as I said, I really like Picard. Now he's probably one of my favorite characters. Um, definitely my favorite actor from the series. I don't like him yet. You like him in moments. I do like, there are moments that I like him, but I don't like him yet. Well, we'll see if that changes in season two. I hope so. I want to like Picard. Yeah. I want to like Picard. Um, and Data gets a scene saving the the universe. So yeah. also like that. People got to do things. It was interesting how uh, world building from a standpoint of like, people can just be self-sufficient, go off into like an asteroid, do these scientific experiments, and they don't have to necessarily be funded by an organization because you can have the technology exists where you can just have your own power source yeah just go fuck off that's kind of really awesome actually yeah and so i was just neat little world tidbit and i thought it was cool Mm -hmm. but mostly it's the the love interest and how picard deals with his past so mine is number nine the battle the battle a thought-altering device controlled by a Ferengi captain seeks revenge on Picard for his son's death, threatens the life of the captain and the safety of the Enterprise. It's a weird comma placement. Yeah. Ugh, that's a all one sentence. It is. Ooh, that's a bad sentence. Liking this a little less now. <laughs> A thought-altering device, controlled by a Ferengi captain seeking revenge on Picard for his son's death, threatens the life of Captain and the safety of the Enterprise. That was better, but it's a big breath. Yeah. So why did you like this episode? Oh, okay. So I like this episode because I like this idea of this, like, PTSD trap of, like, this technology that um, is able to gaslight you and, and make you, like, not 
believe your own self and like that confusion and how that feels and like I thought that that was extremely effective and an interesting concept and an interesting concept of not warfare but violence against each other and what that can mean for a society. I thought it was very interesting. I like the idea of confronting your own past, of being able to stand up to your yourself and your own decisions. And um, also the, the idea of being, being shook in the beliefs of a mentor, of a hero, of someone you look up to and have them see them falter. I mean, I've uh, had a lot of dear friends who I thought were good people only to find out that they had done violence upon other people and was like, I don't care how good of a person you are towards me. If I know you do this, that's, I can't be friends with you. Yeah. You know? And like, it, it's, it's a, it's a pretty terrible place to be. And it's very confusing. And I, I and I've seen people who just deny it and never deal with it. But, um, I like, I like that what this shows is that that being accused of something wrong is not the problem because, you know, like you will, in the end, in the investigation, the truth will come out and you always want that to be the option. And this showed a world where that is um, the default like concept that, that it's okay to be accused of something. We're just going to look into it. And we'll find out what happened. Yeah, I agree with everything that you said. It's a very good take. Yeah, it's and it's a good episode. I it liked is. I liked all of it. It was it was well produced. It was well put together. It was well acted. It was well written. Good episode. Agreed. I consider putting it on my top because there's those reasons actually may not necessarily put in that that way. Mm-hmm those situations but also it showed the picard maneuver that mm-hmm. he's known mm-hmm. for oh my god that was good yeah that was real good it talked about the stargazer the stargazer came back so cat mccard's first love because they talk about the stargazer throughout the series a little bit here and there mm-hmm. because it's like in one episode he is saying in every way the enterprise is superior to the stargazer but i what i wouldn't give to go back there and you know it was his first love, his first mm-hmm. starship. It's just mm-hmm. nothing can really replace that in his mind. Yeah. So it was nice that that we got to see that and explore that past. Dude, I mean, like, this is nothing to compare. But, like, my first car was a stick shift. And I absolutely love the feeling of, like, you know, like, changing gear. Like, on when you, like, get up to speed on the freeway. Yeah. Like, it's the best feeling. And, like... I'm really happy with my automatic now and that I don't have to gear, but I really miss that feeling sometimes. I do not miss the feeling of like going from stoplight to stoplight in town. Right, yeah. That ridiculous. was terrible. Oh, and there's another world building tidbit, uh, no headaches. Oh yeah. Headaches I wonder are... is that is that continuous through or is that just like just for this episode kind of a thing? They it's continuous in the background like people don't if you have a headache there's a reason okay uh, but headaches are not it's a really interesting thing because like so like there's a 
so language has a so film language has a a way of of like uh having shortcuts and shorthands and like representations of things of like actions so um unfortunately they become rote and commonplace and then overused so you have like the the woman throwing up oh she's pregnant like anytime a woman's sick on tv she's pregnant okay so like you have like these certain like actions that are that are thing and like i feel like that one was kind of rude though the headaches the headaches of like oh i have a headache oh you must be dying like because that happens a lot on tv if anyone has a headache on tv it's like they have cancer or they're dying oh i never noticed that oh well in this case i like that they point out well people just don't have headaches anymore because we've mapped the human brain we know how to fucking (laughs) you know deal with it you don't just we know if there's a headache there's a reason i can't find any reason why you have a headache this has stumped me i don't like it and that's what that episode, uh, the little scientific creature I mean, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. And I just... That would be real cool. Little world building bits that I like to point out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was untrackable because it was um, an alien technology. We wouldn't have yeah. a way of... We wouldn't have a way of censoring what that kind of damage would do to our brain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then I, I kind of like that we kind of had the answer about what's happening to Picard... Well, we ha- got to watch the crew try to figure out what's happening to Picard. Yeah. So we knew the answer, but we got to watch how the crew came to the realization that there was a mind-controlling device. And... Yeah, it feels good to feel smart, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's so. nice It's nice when writers write that and you're like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I liked how it was discovered. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And Wesley helped. Oh, did he? He's like, oh yeah, this... This brain scan that you have reminds me of the signal that I've been detecting. Oh. And it's like, oh, thank you, ladies. As they just kind of like, oh, good job. They didn't really acknowledge that he gave them the idea. They just ran <laughs> off to the bridge and didn't really thank him. Okay. You don't remember that scene? I remember. I think I had a, like, Wesley's a brat. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Total brat move. It was like, <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's exactly what a kid would say, though, in that Fuck situation. Yeah. Your turn. Episode 26, the last episode in the season. I don't know, man. I thought about it, and then I was just like, mm, nah. This episode? Yeah. Uh, episode 26, the neutral zone. While traveling to a meeting with the hostile Romulans, the crew discovers a ship containing three frozen Americans from the 20th century. I mean, like, it was a nice button on the season. Don't get me wrong. I feel like it was the best it could be for this. Um, I feel like episode one was all about um, the atoning for America's past, or sorry, that the the Enterprise's past, which we kind of see as America, as a, as a, a broader of, american ideals of democracy which we you know that's how we view it that's how it was written right yeah well it's more western western civilization yeah yeah okay not just america specifically yeah but like that okay thank you thank you i was hot baked (laughs) uh (laughs) and so like the first first episode was about like uh this this uh future future western civilization that didn't that hasn't happened yet that like that they are atoning for for these sins that like we don't even know the audience but they they the the crew know yeah but it's a way of 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 bringing in the audience to our own future past 
And um, so this, this is a, a way of um, concluding that, of giving um, our future past, like the, the ending it needs to move on to the show's current time. That's an interesting take. I hadn't thought of that at all. But that makes sense. Half baked. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I like this episode is very simple. It was a very fun episode for me. I like the concept of these people from our short-term future because it was it was in the '80s and it was basically like 20 years from the time that the show was written. Mm-hmm. Their future, so I guess our past. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens when you watch an old show. Mm-hmm. Um, being, time is linear. And it is to go and having them thrown into the future and have the deal with uh, something that's so alien to them and so it's more of a how we relate to how we might relate to that future yeah and so that was really fun and i think that's what i said i think it built in what you said i don't think oh, it's the okay. same thing because i think you were a little bit more nuanced about um how look i'm gonna tell you something yeah i'm kind of stoned you are kind of stoned mm-hmm also, Data almost left the Enterprise. Not really, but sort of. Because you remember the sing-song singer? The guitarist guy? He's like, hey, why don't you come with me and we'll travel around and do shit. Yeah, and, and, and Data they really like, bonded, hmm. didn't they? They did. I remember that. That was nice. It was Data getting to exploit humanity in a different way. Yeah, and, and, and people... I mean, literally, people who are just... Alright, whatever, you know, like, 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 they're learning all the, they're, they're fish out of water, and he is a fish out of water, and they get to, um, bond over that. Yeah. Also, doors don't have knobs. Yeah, it did fix the door problems. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, like, focused everything that you had problems with the doors into one, like, aha moment. It was like, Worf. look, guys, y'all keep bitching about these fucking doors. This is why the fucking doors work the way they do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, people that don't know, Worf was trying to walk through the archaic 20th century uh, space door, and it wasn't opening by itself. And he was just trying to—he was going to—he was getting ready to blast it open with his face. He was going to intimidate that fucking door open with his scowl. Yeah, and then D- Data realized, I push a button, <laughs> and it opened. Old doors had you had to use buttons, and newer newer doorways <laughs> won't. Also, I thought it was written in such an interesting way, where there's this the B the what would normally be the A plot, the Romulans was actually the B plot, mm-hmm. and the B plot was the A plot, mm-hmm. which was the um, cryogenically frozen people. Yes, because they focus more on what would be the B plot, the non-important stuff. Yeah, and then. So they had this tense background, and it, it, they interacted in segments, and I thought it interacted in interesting ways. Like uh, the the banker, investor person going up to the ship when the Romulans approach. And it was a big, like, because it was built up, the Romulan counter was built up over time, and actually over through the first season, because the Romulans were mentioned here and there, if you remember. And so this is their big moment. And, this, and it kind of got seen through the lens of not the captain. It got seen through the lens of this 20th century cryogenically frozen investor. Because he came on the ship and he's like, he's bluffing, he doesn't know what happened either. And Picard is like, you know, you're right. That's, he, you know, he shouldn't be here, but you're, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's like, well, why didn't you lock me out? And then it was like, we shouldn't have to lock people out. People should just respect yeah. um, not their fucking business. 
And that brings me to one of my points, which is they introduced the Romulans. Yeah. Um, they're a major player are, throughout. Now, did the... we ever find out, are those new for TNG, or were they a part of old Star Trek? Romulans were an old Star Trek, but I don't remember to what extent. Okay. And uh, also, it actually, the problem that they're having that they don't solve about the missing colonies is something that comes up in the series. So it's actually the beginning of another story element that will be seen in the next season or the third season. I don't remember which one. Cool. But yeah, so that's not some a reason why you would know. No. Um, but I thought it was one of the reasons I liked it is because it sets up things that will happen later. Okay. Or at least the series uses it as a callback mm. to that episode. Yeah. Is that it? I mean, like, I have, I have data lore. That's right. I have episode 13, Data Lore. I almost picked this one, too. It's a good episode. Episode 13, Data Lore. Data's android look-alike formulates an evil master plan that could destroy the Enterprise. See, I don't like these synopses because it gives away key points to the story. The other one set up the story at the beginning, and this gives you... It takes away the surprises. I mean, like, but, like, the surprises are... Look, I don't think no spoilers in a fucking 34-year-old television show. Well, for the purposes of this podcast, yeah. I mean, like, it is just rare that I haven't seen it. I know. But, like, the uh, the Netflix one didn't give away that there was a fucking lookalike data. You didn't even know there was a... Well, you kind of knew there was going to be a lore. But yeah. They didn't tell you there was going to be a lore. It was, you know, something you could experience in the show. Yeah, but, like, I knew there was going to be a lore, so I was already... You didn't know it was that episode. Data lore? Yeah, I did. I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, it's been a year. It has. It has. Time has passed. It's, it doesn't matter. Well, you, yeah. Anyways, that was a side topic. Yeah. So, one of the things that I really like about doing these wrap-ups is that my processing of an episode is different as time passes and so it's nice to be able to look back on it and see how i feel and i feel like this is one that like at the time i was kind of a little more shocked about what was happening that i couldn't really process the actual episode yeah but like upon reflection back like this is one of the only episodes I clearly remember. Like when we were doing this list, uh, when we when we were having the idea of doing a top three and a bottom three, and like we hadn't watched these for a while, and I was thinking of like what episodes can I even think of when it comes to season one of Star Trek, and it was like Data Lore. That made an impact. Yeah, that's good. It was Data Lore. And um, I think that was, like, one of the only ones. Like, I mean, like, if we, if you said, oh, do you remember this happened? I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember this happened. But if you say, what do you remember about Star Trek season one, next generation? I remember Data Lore. And why is that? Because Data was in it and I like him. Oh, okay. <laughs> My favorite character. Yeah? He got to do the things. He did. It was nice. You got to explore his past. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. Anything else about it? Yeah, no, I just liked it. Okay. Well, I also I don't really have a it. reason for liking it. I just enjoyed it. 
Okay, so it's just, I, it was a fun episode. Yeah, it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. It was about my favorite character. I enjoy it for that, and I don't think I need another reason for it. Yeah. Okay, well, I will talk about why I like that okay. episode. So, exploring Data's past. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to learn about Data and introduce a character that is a recurring villain. Oh, I forgot he comes back. Lore comes back at other points throughout the series. Introduces the crystalline entity, which comes back mm-hmm. in the series. So I like it for those reasons, but also explored like Data's creation and like the mystery of Data because no one knows who or how Data was built at before yeah, this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so because well, he was he was left but a babe on a marble slab. Yeah. In a rebel city to be found by villagers. And while we know that uh, Doctor Nguyen soon built him. Because mm-hmm. we know Star Trek. Yeah. At the time when they're talking about that, it's like they don't know that Nunu Soon, although they're talking about Nunu Soon, is actually Data's creator for sure yet. Uh huh. Until later in the episode. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it was a good ep. It, I enjoyed it. It's one of the fundamental episodes concerning Data and his story. Mm-hmm. For, for sure, 100%. Yeah, and it's good. It's, it's good background, it's good backstory. It's very like even though I do not like the the way uh, Beverly Crusher, Doctor Beverly Crusher, treats Data, it still like it cements that. It makes me very uncomfortable, but it makes me uncomfortable, and I think that's a, that's what the writers are trying to do, is make that relationship feel uncomfortable. So I think it's successful, even yeah. if I don't like it. I don't like the feeling of that uncomfortableness, but I think it's successful writing. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So that was our top three and bottom three. Yeah. Oh, okay. So season two, season two, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do it on YouTube's, I guess. Yeah. The the plan right now is that we're going to release it on YouTube as well as a podcast. Yeah. So as... we're gonna be doing you, you. However, you've been still listening to us right now, like continue doing that if that's that that's your best, your most favoriteest way to do it. But we will be. As well as doing this podcast, we will be releasing it onto the YouTubes. You'll finally get to see what we look like. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think, like, my picture's on Instagram. Like, I think, like, we both have, like, all like, I don't think <laughs> Yeah, it's not that hard if, you know, if you want to <laughs> like, know what we look was like. Was that a secret? Us. Like, I think it's just, like, hi, hi, my brother who is listening to this. <laughs> I think it's just, like, some of my friends, some of your friends. I think they all know us personally. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, but... <laughs> If uh, you didn't know who we are and you've only listened to us through the auditory medium that we have been doing, you'll mm-hmm. now have a visual medium that you yep. can watch. Yeah, that'll be great. We also have our high tea time that we're going to do our final episode of oh, our yeah, high tea time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come join our adventuring party as we do, you know, a postmortem of season one wrap up. We'll see, you know how the characters have progressed you know like if they get any um like class change Mm -hmm. or did cross class skills or you know maybe they maybe they deserve a prestige class or you know maybe maybe we should do like talk about the party i mean tachi yar died yeah that's an important thing we'll talk we'll talk about it we'll talk about the the party and how they're doing and uh, i think we'll we'll choose a big bad of the season yeah, well, well, what what was the big antagonist that we remember and we think made the biggest impact? Yeah, 
and you know it'll be great so come join us for our next one also we're we're doing a um we're doing a raffle for the the teas that we drink uh that we bought for this show and it's specifically the teas that we drink bought for this show <laughs> so there are like at least 20 different teas i think yeah and i know like not because like sometimes i use like my own stash and i know sometimes we use like other things um wherever we were so i know that like not all of the tea time episodes have a correlating tea with them so we're going to do it randomly from people who give us uh positive reviews on different platforms on how how we are reviewed okay so yeah review us leave a comment and yeah and then like do a screenshot and then uh email us at hightrackpodcasts at gmail.com hells yeah and then we'll we'll randomly draw from that when we cut it off we'll we'll pick some dates And then we'll mail you, uh, you the tea of your choice. And something to look forward to before season two starts. We are going to be doing some shows in between season one and two. Yeah. Uh, we will be doing a take of the first Star Trek movie. Yeah. And uh, we'll... The motion picture. And to keep updated on what we are doing in this regard, just check out our website. Yeah. I mean, like, we have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. Um, we have our website. What's our website address? Hightrekpodcast.com. Yeah. So, um, yeah, check out all of our all of our shit everywhere we post. Uh, we want to make it very easy for you to find us. So, you know, we believe in you. Yeah, follow us all, all the places. That's where we'll be posting shit. Hey, thanks for trekking with us.